Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Ahoy there. Welcome to our Swiftsure weekend edition of Tech Talk for 2023. Well, it's also the Selkirk Waterfront Festival weekend, Africa Fest, the Spot Prawn Festival, U.S. Memorial Day weekend. So many things going on. We're delighted that you would take some time to join us, whether you're listening to us live on Saturday morning, May the 27th, Sunday afternoon, the 28th, or I suspect many of you because of all the other events will be listening to us on the podcast. They'll be available on the podcast platform of your choice. Special welcome to those of you who've come up here from stateside, either for Swiftshire or just for a long weekend. It is your Memorial Day. Glad to have you with us. Us this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. And Ron Fraser. And I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. Glad to have you along. Ron and I commuted in from Sydney-by-the-Sea, where I live now. Happy to be here. Yeah, you having yeah. fun being retired? Uh, well, I call it semi-retired now because as a host for international students, <laughs> yes. it keeps us busy. Uh, Ron and Tamara got us hooked, so Suzanne and I have tentatively signed up to be host for international students, so that will be a whole new world for us uh, it, this fall. It really is. It really You're going to love it. Yeah. If yeah. you're interested in doing that, because this is the time of year, we discovered talking to the Erica, really nice lady when they're trying to line up the the host families. There's a link in the show notes right next to Ron's picture there for the Sanich program. Other districts do it as well. They need families. They always need families. They have more students that apply than they have families for them. So There's no way you could do that right now. You're still busy changing (laughs) diapers. I was thinking, I mean, Alan's an amazing host. He knows so much about the city. Anytime I go, I feel like I'm getting a personal tour with Alan. Ron, too. Sure. Oh, of course, Ron also, but I don't know how Alan has any time. (laughs) Well, this is part of my effort to slow down. Okay, I better increase my hours. Yeah, there you go. How's life as a daddy? (laughs) Oh, I think we're just like really hitting stride with him. The first three months were like some of the hardest months of my (laughs) life between health things, but he is just like such a happy baby, just like big smiles as soon as he sees you in the morning, giggling, laughing. I'll play some, I got some recordings I'll show you guys. Yeah. Starting to babble and just like. Oh, we're into babble stage. Yeah. He started, he started pursing his lips and then we're like, do your teeth or your gums hurt? Because he was teething and he's like, and now he's like, oh my goodness, there's a new sound he can make. Like, it's just so cute. First words coming soon. Yeah. Before you know it. Yeah. He's already very close. We yeah. have this debate, though, of he needs to understand what he's saying. He can't just babble out Papa yeah. and it counts. My wife's like, he has to look at you and say Papa, and that would be his first words. But uh, he's already, yeah, saying, <laughs> he's already lined up some phonemes to say cool, cute babbly stuff. Lots of stuff to tell you about the, um, this weekend. It's been a very productive week in terms of getting answers, helping people, fixing things. There are some scams to tell you about. You can take a look now, shownotes.ca. There's one in there that's not a scam. We'll tell you about that if you get a particular email about tell us about your, your digital box. But had a very productive week and happy to report. I think, Ron, the ducks are now lined up in order on the Shaw Rogers migration for people on Shaw Mobile. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> well, the ducks have been moving and changing every week, yeah. and so uh, lo and behold, when I took a took a couple friends down to do their migration, we ran into the lady who's in charge of informing the store teams, and she was doing the tour, store by store by store, and she pointed out the most valuable thing of this whole thing is the clarity. If you are a Shaw Mobile customer. You have, and I put the screenshot that she encouraged me to put right into the show notes, item 11. You have the opportunity to move your service over to the Rogers Mobile uh, 4G LTE network while maintaining the same rates. Wait for it. You currently enjoy with a five-year price commitment. So 
unreal. Unreal that they're committing for five years. If if you transition like this, if you don't sign up for a Rogers plan, I don't. Yeah. They're not going to guarantee that. Right. But if you had this plan and you migrated over. And, wait, there's more, as they would say on TV pitches. This is not one of those. I've itemized the specific steps and the information because change is tough. Not mm-hmm. only for you and us, it yeah. ch- change is tough for them too, right? They've oh. got these two companies that are now one and trying to make their... So there might be some hiccups, but we seem to have got all the bumps out of the road. And the key one is, for those of you, this is where you get to go, yes. If you're on the $0 Shaw plan, and we've had numerous texts and emails, and we've said we don't really know. Well, now we do, and the news is not only good, it's great. If you're on the $0 plan with no monthly data, because Rogers doesn't have an equivalent plan, they're going to bump you up to one gigabyte of data per month, still at $0, yep. and that's guaranteed for five years. That's cool. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I was not expecting that. So it's a five-year period. It's not a contract because you can't sign a five-year contract That's in right. Canada. Yeah. But they are telling you, hand in the air, we are honor-bound. We're doing this. So we talked last week whether it was the letter of the law or the spirit of the law. Yeah. To their credit, I'm honest, I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised, yep. Rogers is going to go with the spirit and not try and weasel out of it. And this is yeah. for month-to-month customers? Month-to-month or? customers. Okay. Yeah, cool. no contract. Now, if you are on a $25 or $35 a month plan with Shaw, where you get 25 gigs, you will get that same plan from Rogers, but right now they have a 2 gig bonus, so you get 27 gigs for the next 12 months. And then it mm-hmm. goes back down to 25, whichever one you pick. Again, it's, um, it's locked in there. I, I, I mean, when you have 25 gigs, what's two gigs more? But this is so different from the usual nickel and diming we see. I know. Yeah. That's, that's what's amazing, I think. <laughs> yes. Now, the one that's the one weird one is if you are on the three gigabyte, $15 a month Shaw plan, Rogers doesn't have one of those. So I'm going, what do you <laughs> do? So they give you a choice. You can either go down to one gig for zero dollars, so your bill would drop from 15 to zero, or you can go up to the 25 plus two for $35. That's a steal. Yeah, Yeah. so your choice. It's really nice that they're giving you a choice on that one there, so there we go. And again, I've itemized each of these A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L (laughs) in the notes, so you feel free to print them out and take them with you. Pretty well, all the Rogers employees at all the stores if you're listening to us on the mainland or somewhere else in Shawland, they should all, because Anne's doing this tour and explaining the details to all of them, but feel free to print this out. The key thing is the screenshot that's up there that gives you that five-year promise of, of no rates. Was it ever discussed how many customers actually were with uh, Shaw Mobile and uh, Freedom? Because they're taking a lot of customers then. Yes. Obviously, they want to keep them when they're offering this sort of... Exactly, because they know that TELUS and Bell and their budget carriers are going to do what are called rating campaigns. They're going to offer incentives to get you over and things like that. We haven't really seen a lot of that. They've started slow. I think Mm -hmm. they were waiting to see what exactly Rogers was going to do. Yeah, I know people are coming around in my neighborhood when they actually got me. I switched to TELUS. They were coming around saying, oh, instability. We don't know what's going to happen with Shaw. You know, we're offering these bonuses right now. Don't get stuck. Yes. Um, But the push is going to be much stronger, as you're saying. 
Now, a couple little logistical details that are worth mentioning. And again, if you are on Shaw Mobile, the rest of you, la la la, carry on. Um, but if you are on, if you're on the podcast, zip ahead a bit. But uh, if you are on Shaw Mobile, a couple devil in the details. And again, these are all itemized. Item A, you need to take a printout of your Shaw Mobile bill that shows your name, account number, and the number you want to migrate. If you don't have a printer, that's fine. You can access your Shaw Mobile bill online, and the person that helps you at Rogers will say, here is my email address. Can you please email that to me? They need to do that in order to do it. You'll need to bring two pieces of photo ID. A couple people have had to go back and come back another day because they only had one piece of photo ID. Mm. Two pieces. You also need to bring your phone with you, and it has to be one lady had the phone, but it wasn't charged. It has to be charged because they're going to text an authorization code to you. Shaw is to say, you're leaving for another carrier. We need to know it's you. Right. Tell me they just had a charger there for her. They didn't send her away. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, for that one, they they did. But the photo ID, no. You had to go bring it. And the photo ID has to be in your hand, not on your phone. Sure. That's a a Rogers rule. The other one that we found here... um, If you bought a smartphone on a two-year contract from Shaw and you've still got a few months left to pay that off, you will will have to pay off the outstanding tab balance when you migrate to to Rogers. You don't pay it to Rogers, you pay it to Shaw. Sure. Yeah, I would expect it, yeah. Now, devil in the details. There's a $5 a month charge if you don't set your account up for auto payment from a credit card. If the credit card you want to use is a joint account, the bill has to go under Roger's system. The bill has to go to the main account holder. So, Ron, if you were going down and it was on Tamara's name, mm-hmm. then the bill for Roger's would have to go to Tamara's. That's just the way that the system is doing yeah, that. For sure. And because you're not the primary account holder of that credit card, yeah, I'm just making that up. They in would case. have to authorize anything if you made changes or to the account. No, that's okay. You can do that. But in order to get approval, they have to run a credit check under your name. Oh, okay. Not under their name, and you will then need two pieces. You will need a Canadian passport uh, and or driver's license and a second piece of photo ID. The key there being Canadian. If you're going to use passport for a credit check, yep. it has to be a Canadian passport. If you're using photo ID to prove it's you to get an account, it doesn't have to be a Canadian passport. But for the credit check, yep. if you're doing that, it has to be a Canadian passport or it can also be a permanent resident card, Canadian Forces ID, or First Nations status card. So even if Ron's not the primary holder there, they'll do a credit check on him as well? Yes. Isn't that the whole point of having a co-sign so that you can... It's complicated. (laughs) This is is that merging. And it was really nice for them to go through these details and and have them check out specifically which ID, because I said, okay, what if somebody's First Nations? Check with customer care. Yes, First Nations status card is an accepted piece of secondary ID. Okay. Now, there's one, and, a, and again, I apologize to those of you that are already really happy on a cell plan somewhere and you don't care about this. This is really, really important for the people on Shaw Mobile, Ron. We've been waiting for these details. There's one other key one. At accounts that are migrated from Shaw to Rogers do not include access to Rogers' Roam-like home service. That's really important because if you travel outside Canada with your phone, you must do something if you want to avoid hefty roaming charges. You could leave your phone on airplane mode, you could use a SIM card from another provider in your destination country, or you can add a second number from a foreign provider as an eSIM like Aerolo and turn off your Canadian number. But if you don't do one of those things and you go to Port Angeles or Hawaii or Alaska or wherever, $1.45 a minute for phone calls, 
75 cents for every text you send, and wait for it, $8 for every 50 megabytes of data you use, so that's like four photo emails, up to a maximum of $500 per billing cycle. You don't want to go there. So So Rogers is being really clear about this. We're glad to have you come over from Shaw. We're glad to give you these good rates. We're going to guarantee them for five years, but no roaming. So if you're going to go outside Canada, you got to decide which of those options you want to do. There you go. There's a couple other things in there that they're all there. So for the rest of you, I don't want to bore the rest of you there, but thank you to everybody at the at the Rogers store at Mayfair, to Mustafa and Errol and the, and Aaron. They were really good. At, and I said, I'm going to put this into the show notes. So if you're not sure, check with the team. Let's be absolutely clear on this. So I think we got it. Hey, good on them. And good on you for collecting that, Alan. Well, I know we've all been waiting lot, for these details. For I, I, I was yeah. skipping out when I, uh, I was happy on that one. One last little yeah. detail on the Roger Shaw thing. Not here yet, but they're having to start to change the logos. Hmm. In Vancouver, they have the Shaw Tower in downtown Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Helicopter. Honking big signs. Three days of street closures. Because oh, wow. they don't want to drop the new Rogers sign on the ground. Right, so, right. yeah, so if you're in Vancouver, some changes are more complicated than others. The signage here will start to change over the, over the coming months, big times. Okay, lots of other stuff to tell you about, but Saturday morning, for those of you that are with us live, maybe you're watching the ships disappearing off into the ships. They would be yachts for Swiftsure. By the way, I put the link into the show notes. If uh, you remember their days when we used to do our, all our live Swiftshire broadcasts and everything, as Steve has been saying on the news, on Saturday, well, on Sunday afternoon, the way we're going with the winds, Ron, <laughs> the boats may still be out there. But as of yeah. Saturday morning, it is somewhat of a, a drifter, but you can go, I'll say the link out loud, but you can go to the show notes if you're out and about driving, coming to or going to one of the events. Tracker.swiftshire.org tracker.swiftshire.org it's right in item number 10 in the show notes and you will see all the different craft where they are and you will also see a little video camera on race rocks so you can click there and watch the boats coming towards you and going by you where the wind is west at 27 knots you'll see the different colors of all the different boats in the myriad of different races but the first boats are I would say three quarters well two thirds of the way to race rocks as we're live on Saturday morning right now. So that's really cool. So tracker.swiftshire.org. Okay, quick break. Saturday morning, we would love to help you out. If you've got any tech questions at all, we've got a few emails and texts here already in anticipation. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. Brian will answer that and put it up on the board for us. 250-386-1161 on a home phone. And texts go to 107010 anywhere in Canada, 107010. If you're visiting here from the U.S., yes, you can use that service because you'll be running on a Canadian carrier, and hopefully you've worked out your roaming charges. Back after this. 23 after the hour on Tech Talk for Swiftsure Weekend. Also the Sprot, Sprot? Spot Prawn Festival. One we didn't mention, Ron and I came in together. We uh, carpooled in from Sydney and at Heritage Acres, Ron. On the left side, there's. it looks like we've gone back to medieval times. It does. There's tents set up and flags and it looks quite busy. Yes, so the actual name, we looked it up. It's the Sea Lion Medieval Market. Again, this is Saturday only if you're listening on Sunday. Apologies, that was yesterday. And it's not. It's at Heritage Acres, but it's not in Heritage Acres. It's on the uh, the Hayfield. Exactly. It's not outside. a Heritage Acres sponsored event, but it is there. 
Yeah. They're using the space. Yeah, and so they've got all the SCA. And uh, those of you that know SCA will know that acronym. Uh, that um, acronym. Society for Creative Anachronism. Yeah, so they're all yeah. the jousters and the medieval folks. Yep, they're out they, there they in have, big craft market and stuff. So if you want to go... They have a king and a queen, and they yep. have feasts and all the fun stuff. Right. So 10 bucks admission for that one. Everything else going on. Okay, uh, to the phone lines, and Sandy's up first. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have a quick question for you. I'm well, hopefully I have a quick answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have my TV only with Shaw, and Telus has my phone. Will Shaw, is there anything I have to do, or are they going to give me any presents? Or? Yeah, um, no presents, but what will happen is I'm expecting, again, the word is expecting, nothing official, that you will get both a letter in the mail and you will get an email saying, hey, welcome to Rogers, the name on your bill is changing. Right. Uh, I'm the one question that nobody seems to be able to answer is if your bill's set up for auto payment on Shaw, yes. will the banks allow that to transfer automatically to Rogers because they are now the owners, or will you have to go into the Rogers billing system and put in your credit card info and expiry date and do that? Don't know. But okay, something I pay mine over the phone with my bank. Oh, so it's not auto pay. Not okay. Auto pay. No. Uh, but it doesn't matter then for you. You don't no, care either way. So yeah, presumably you will have to if you pay it by phone over the bank, yeah. you will have and anybody else who does that or anybody who pays online yourself, you will have to change the payee when they tell you. Yes. They will say, hey, this is the new name. Add a, add a new payee under Rogers Communications, Inc., or whatever name they, the corporate is, and they'll tell you that. But that's coming in the coming months. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, Sandy. Bye. That was, thanks. Yes, a lot of changes coming. Staff start being trained on the uh, integration of the two systems uh, next week. That will continue for the better part of June. And then they will take that training and go forth and multiply, and the cascade of, of changes will come down there. There we go. Ron in Edmonton, you've got an old link for the show notes. He's trying to access the show notes. He's got the one under our previous because we ran into a capacity issue and had to create separate notebooks for each year. So um, I'll email you a note on how to do that. Anybody else that we're... If the purple bar across the top of the show notes says CFAX Tech Talk show notes, you're on the old link that stops in August of 2022. Go up to the address bar and type the way to get there, shownotes.ca. The purple bar will say Tech Talk 2023 show notes. Bookmark that and delete the old one. Yep. That's the easy way. Sorry, that was a, we didn't know there was a capacity issue there. Bruce says, does Rogers have a family data plan for Shaw Mobile customers? No, there is no sharing of data the way there is for Rogers customers for Shaw Mobile inherited customers. That's one of the things that's not there. So if you want to share data with your family, then you would get a Rogers plan, whether month-to-month or contract, but then you would not have the price protection right. that you do on this. There's the trade-off. And so that you can't do a regular uh, that straight migration like we were talking about with the other plans. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to say something about the month-to-month plans, too. And this is something we used to see and hear all the time at the store. When Ron, for those of you who don't know, Ron, for... London Drugs. Yeah, for... 20? Oh, 38 years. <laughs> just 30 oh, just 30 years. That's all. So when you sign up for a plan, you get a good deal, you get the best deal you can, you sign up, you start the plan for two years, let's say. And really, most people never think about it, never go back to it, never look at it. Big mistake. These companies come up with promotions all the mm-hmm. time. 
Recently, I just, because I make a point of going every month to look at my account and look at the plans and see what they have. Mm -hmm. They don't advertise. They're not going to tell you if they make your plan cheaper. They're not going to tell you if they have bonus minutes. You might see an ad, but you have to go do it. So recently, I went back, looked at my plan. I got 50 gigs. Mm -hmm. I never use, but I've got it. It's nice having that freedom. For sure. And, oh, they're like, hey, guess what? We've got a promotion on this month. You can get an extra 25 gigs and pay $5 a month less. So I did that. I signed up for that. So I'm paying $5 less. I now have 75 gigs a month to use if I need it. And, yeah, I've never... You can stream Netflix to your heart's content. You're not going to worry if you're in the car and you're watching Netflix or something, right? Um, Anyway, for for a tip for people, it's going to save you some money. Yeah, so if you are not under contract... Yep. Or your contract you think might be up soon, check and see. Time goes by quickly. It probably expired a couple months ago. Then go and see, particularly on weekends, never on weekdays, With always on weekends. Go down and say, Have a look. For example, right now, if you are on a Rogers 25 gig plan, mm-hmm. go down and it'll be 27 gigs for I, the next year. Same I, price. I am on a contract, but I was able to change mine because it still meets the minimum monthly amount wow. that there you're you required go. to pay. Normally 40 or more. Yes, oh, yeah, right exactly. There. Awesome. Yep. Really good tip. Much more coming up after a news break. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for Swifter Weekend of 2023, if you're just tuning in, Ron Fraser is in studio with me. Ron is retired after 38 years at London Drugs and is now a happy tech enthusiast out in Sydney where I live. And Brian Pavlicic is our producer and tech tutor and making things all work here. Homework video for you. We have uh, homework videos for those of you that are new, especially welcome to our American visitors for Memorial Day weekend while you're waiting for the people that are out on the boats for Swiftshire. Homework videos is something we started eons ago, and we put it down at the bottom of the show notes, and we link to videos that have some tech bent that people send us. So it's weird to do videos on radio, but it sort of works, some of them. We've talked often about how iPhones do a dramatically better job than Android phones when it comes to protecting your personal info. Apple has just come up with an absolutely brilliant way of illustrating that. Video number 40 is a 90-second ad voiced by Jane Lynch. It's called The Waiting Room, in which she reveals personal health tidbits about those waiting to see a doctor. And then there's Bill whose heart rate rises to 115, nervous I'll mention. My diarrhea. His chronic night sweats. My chronic night sweats. You sweat more at night than you do at the gym. Which is rich coming from Linda, who's wearing yoga pants, but never does yoga. I stretch. How do you know so much about us? I don't like it. It's your health data. You've been sharing it without realizing it. That's how I know about Kevin's rash. And your halitosis wakes up to pee. What? Bunions. Lice and ringworm. <laughs> Who's next? Wait, what's that in your hand? No, no, stop! She tapped the iHealth app the fun. on her iPhone. And the big, the big tagline was health data should be private. Yes, there. and it is with Apple there. It keeps all your personal health info at your fingertips, but secure from anyone else accessing it unless you specifically choose to share it with your medical provider. Yep. And then if you change medical providers, you can also unshare it and then share it should you get a new doctor, fingers crossed, you can then do that as well. I just thought that was a, that was just part of the ad. It's a really brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I'm, yeah. I really like this. And uh, this is one of those reasons that I ended up following after years switching to uh, Apple myself. Yeah. It's just, but you look at the base companies that make these products 
and Google's whole business. Yeah. And Google makes Android, and the whole business is selling yeah. your data. So, but I want to get uh, Ron. Like, how are you? What's your sense when you see that? Because I mean, I'm not saying you can't use Android, but these yeah. are the trade offs. Because you, do you love feel your Android this? phone. I I do, and I use their health app too to track steps and heart rate and all that. And honestly, I didn't read the privacy policy when I clicked yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do a little searching now and just mm. see yeah. if they share it with third party partners or what they do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's That's why they bought Fitbit. That's why they yep. paid a ridiculously high amount. We said at the time when uh, mm -hmm. when Google bought Fitbit, we thought, I mean, okay, they got a lot of money, but that's a ridiculous high price because they right. wanted all that health data because insurance companies are one of their biggest data scrape clients. Oh, yeah. That makes sense because when you look at the history of Google, it's like we made search. Oh, okay, we found out all this data about what people are searching, and then yeah. we gave them profiles so we could track it to them. Then we gave them emails so we get their personal info, yeah. and then we gave them maps so we know where they are, and now we gave them Fitbit so we know their heart rate, et cetera. So but specifically, let me tell you what Samsung says about this. This is mm -hmm. from Samsung Health. Samsung Health app protects your data through encryption, and Knox Security strengthens that protection in the following ways. Applications of the Knox Key Store, a high level of security is provided, even in a rooted smartphone, by utilizing an encryption key from a hardware-backed credential storage provider. So, it is secure on your phone. Yes, well, yes, that's okay. what I was going to say about well, what you're saying there. It's encrypted. Nobody it's else can parties. get it. Yeah. Is other it shared than with third parties? Yeah, well, the app doesn't share it with third parties, but who made the app? Samsung. And they have to have access to your data in order to make the app work. And therefore, they may choose to share the data. This is like when Facebook took over WhatsApp and they said, oh, no, it's still encrypted. Yes. We just get to look at it first. But it's encrypted. No one else can look at it. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. From, from hearing that, I it sounds like typical, like, yes, well, we were encrypting it, but how we use it is not mentioned. Precisely. I believe, and Ron, that is that my... Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. That's the that. devil in the yeah. details. Yeah. yeah. And in the old days, when you went to get a life insurance policy, um, it was based on your age, your weight, whether you were a smoker or not. Now, yeah. they say, hold on, we'll punch that into the computer, and there's your quote. Right, And right, it's elevated yeah. based on information that may or may not be accurate. The classic example I had, and it still rings with me because I know the lady from many years ago, mm -hmm. her sister was going through hellish um, breast cancer treatments, and it mm -hmm. was just really hell. She was a researcher, retired, and so she looked up all these alternate treatments that her sister kept saying, let's go try this in Mexico and all this stuff. Yep. And it dramatically boosted her rates because oh. they assumed she had it. Because if you see, they don't even need specific health app data. If you Google your health enough concerns... Enough right, specific right. things. Yeah. Which is crazy, but I could be... Yeah, exactly. My dad could have cancer, and yeah. I could be Googling the heck out of it, and my insurance is going to go up. That's exactly it. Like this is, and it, not just yeah. your insurance, but all sorts of other things. So if I go to hire you, and I do it, and I pay for a data scrape, yep. it gives me a... And it's based on percentage. It says there's an X percent factor that Brian has or has had this type of cancer. And it's nothing to do with you. It's you looking up stuff for... And whether they make a decision on that, but they, even the fact they that don't they tell don't you. deserve to know that, that precisely. that's personal. Yeah, and you just wonder, why did I not get called back for that job interview? Especially for younger people that have got Ron, they got a lot of career choices and options coming up ahead from it could them. prevent you from getting a job without even knowing why. Yeah, you'll never know. Yep. You go, oh, and particularly when you find out who they did hire, and you go, really? 
oh, that's kind of a blow to my ego. I don't mean me, but I mean to them. They say, well, I, I thought I was way more qualified than that. You probably were, but there's something in there. Well, and you have to be careful as an employer, too. You really can't. Can't ask those questions. You're not supposed to have. Yeah, they can find out your religion, your sexual orientation, your alcohol consumption, your substance consumption, Mm -hmm. all those things. They can find that out. Yeah. Yeah. There were times when we saw third party information and we would just say, you're not a good fit. You know, we found an applicant who's a better fit for the position. Yeah. Because you cannot talk about any of those other things. Yeah, so. in the old days, right. it was when you called up a reference and they said, well, he'd be great, except you need to know that. Right. And now, yeah, and now they just find that through a data scrape. Whether it's accurate or not, they're not allowed to ask you. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just so. And they, that's what makes it really unfair. That's, why, that's the weird unfair part, and it's all just not ethical. Yes. Okay, on to something, <laughs> on to something uh, more positive. When we come uh, back after a break... Um, this was suggested uh, by one of my clients who had somebody pass away and wanted to get the voicemail. It was also suggested by somebody else who simply wanted to retrieve a voicemail message that they'd initially heard in an area with the cell coverage very good. Voicemail messages will be auto-deleted now. We'll tell you the huh. specifics. It's item 13 in the show notes, and Steve's holding on the phone line when we come back after this. Quarter to the hour, hour one of Swifter Weekend for 2023 on Tech Talk with Alan and Ron and Brian and Steve on the phone. Hi, Steve. Welcome aboard. Good morning, Alan. How are you doing today? Awesome, thanks. How can we help you? Well, I have uh, transitioned, or I am in the middle of transitioning, I guess, from a Shaw email account to an iCloud account. Excellent. And I've successfully done that on my Mac, on my iPhone, but I cannot get uh, iCloud email on my iPad. Ah, so check settings. Yep. Mail. It's down yep. about 15, right below passwords. Okay. Accounts. I'm actually in iCloud mail settings right now. Awesome. I'm so in- you went to settings, mail, accounts. Yep. And then you've gone to, uh, and now when you go to, actually, no, I'm going to back out no. of that. Sorry, they moved this. Back okay. out of that and go to settings, your name, iCloud. That's where the switch is now. Settings, your everyone else, if you have an at iCloud.com address and you're finding that it's not working on one device, this is where they moved it, Ron. Settings, your name, iCloud, and you will see there is a specific switch for iCloud mail that has to be turned on. Even if you have the account all set up, you may choose to keep it off on one device, on on another. And by adding it here, it automatically adds it to the mail app. Yes, and then you can go to iCloud Mail Settings, and you will allow sending from, and you'll see the green switches are there. Okay, so I have done that. I've done the iCloud Mail on. Yeah. yeah. Now where do I go? I go back to... Well, so when you so the yeah. iCloud Mail is toggled on. Tap yeah. on the bar that that little toggle appears within and just see the, the full info for iCloud Mail and make sure there's a to- another toggle in the next window that says use on this iPhone. Is that toggled on? Uh, it is on toggled on... Yeah. Sorry, I'm okay. Yeah, so it'll say iCloud Mail. Use your existing iCloud Mail account on this iPhone or iPad in your case, or set up a free iCloud.com email address. Use on this iPad, it should say. Okay, so I've done that, and mm-hmm. I, I get it. Uh, my iCloud. I get a. I'm at my. The last letters on my uh, new iCloud account are at me.com. Okay, so tap on iCloud Mail Settings, and you should see Allow Sending From. Yep. Your iCloud okay. will be on but grayed out automatically. 
That's right. And then you can also have the one at me.com if you want. If that's not one you want to use, just turn that off. I do want to use that, and it says, I could see where it says at me.com, and the green little slider bar is it's faded, it, and when I touch it... It's is it faded out. green or faded yeah. white? Faded green. Okay, so then that was your original. That was your original. Um, yeah. And then iCloud came later. Okay, so you're fine. You're covered. Okay. So Tap done in the top right corner. Okay. And now when you go to your mail app, the white envelope on a blue background. Yep. When you go to which which address do you want to use by default when you go to send an email? You have the ability to change it on a specific email, but which address at iCloud or at me? At me. Okay, so you're going to do one more change. You're going to go settings, mail. Sorry for those of you that are not on Apple devices. Settings, mail, and go all the way down to the very bottom. Okay. Um, you'll see default account at the very bottom of your mail settings. The very bottom one says undo send. Yeah. So just one. By just the way, one while up. we're there, Ron, this is, a, this is a new thing that Apple invented for people that are not you, Steve, but are in the habit of sending drunken emails that they wish they didn't. <laughs> Accidents um, happen too. <laughs> yes. So by default, it's set for 10 seconds. Mm. Yep. So that means every time you hit send on an email, it doesn't actually leave your phone for 10 seconds in case you change your mind. You could cancel. Yeah, if you're not in the habit of sending emails that you regret later, mm -hmm. then you can tap that and turn it off. If you are in the habit of that, then you can also change it now to 20 seconds or 30 seconds. I notice at, cool. it's always after I hit send that I notice that I didn't attach something. The attachment. Yeah. So yeah. I leave it on for that reason. Yeah. And then yeah. for that 10 seconds, you have a p undo button pop up at the bottom of That's your That's right. And then it screen. fades away after 10. So anyway, right and above that, anyway. <laughs> Steve, right above that, you will see default account. I'm, I see compose like a... Um, Signature yes. Yep. Okay, right below signature. If you don't see default account, that means you Okay, that means you don't have another you only have your iCloud account on this on that device. You don't have another account. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, so you're still set. not getting any mail. So jump yeah, jump into the mail app and tell us what you see. On my, when I go to the mail account, it just says no unread mail. Oh, that's no unread. Yeah. Oh, you probably have the filter turned on. In the bottom left corner of the screen, when you're looking at a message, is there a little tiny illuminated blue circle with three white lines on it? Yes, there is. Tap yeah, that. There you go. You'd tap okay. the message. Anybody else? I always get calls from people saying, my mail's vanished. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. That shows you only the messages you've not read. So if you have... Filtered by flagged. That's right. Oh, oh filter by flag. Yes, yeah, so you can set yeah. that. I've seen this happen too lots yeah, of times. Yeah, you can tap that and see what you want that to do. So turn that off. Okay. Now turn you'll see all your mail. There you go. Thanks so much. All right. That's an important <laughs> one. It's a handy feature, Ron, but it's one of those ones that causes people to freak out. They think their mail have all vanished. That's again when you're so all in the settings. Yes. All in the settings. <laughs> that there. silly filter button, though, causes more problems than it's yes. worth. It's just not a clear what it does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Steve was important. So I did say just before the last break, voicemail messages will be auto deleted now. Yes. All carriers will go through the specifics for you, I promise, when we come back after a break. Also, more reasons why we urge you to not buy an HP printer. Items 13 and 14 in the show notes when we come back. 
Item number 13 in the show notes. This is important. I've had a couple people um, who got really frustrated and in one case very um, sad because she had a voicemail from her late brother that she mm-hmm. was keeping and keeping and keeping because it was the last voice. Yep. And then one day it vanished. Ooh, this is Juna. She has a huge collection of voicemails from the years. Okay, so... Stuff changes. As Mel Cooper taught me decades ago, expect change from everything except vending machines. This is one of those. If someone leaves you a voicemail, be aware that the voicemail messages will now be auto-deleted after a set number of days run. Yeah, it depends on the carrier, but uh, most of them will be deleted if you're if you're planning to hang on to them forever. You need to have a different plan. Yeah. On Rogers, voicemails are now deleted after 10 days. I went down the rabbit hole and went carrier by carrier. On TELUS, the deletion window varies depending on your plan. If you're on voicemail 3, you can keep 3 messages and it deletes them after 3 days. If you're on voicemail 10, it lets you keep 10 for 10 days. Voicemail 25 lets you keep 25 for up to 25 days. Hmm. Bell lets you keep 25 messages for up to 14 days. If you're on Message Center Lite, L-I-T-E, you can keep three for up to three. So, if voicemails are important to you, make sure you know the capacity and deletion window length that's provided by your carrier and plan. You can dial star 611 and ask your carrier to tell you which plan you are on so you do that. On the other hand, if you dislike dealing with voicemail, Ron, you can change your greeting to make it say that ask callers to text you and ask them not to leave a voicemail as you won't be checking it. I know, and boy, try and leave a voicemail to a 25-year-old and see what happens. Never they, <laughs> they're like, don't. I, as soon as I see that icon, I just don't even I don't even look. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's such a, it's like calling a phone it is, calling a phone tree every time you have to check your voicemail. Yeah, it feels like 10 different extra steps. And the, and the yeah. commands they give you for your voicemail, yeah. they go by so quickly. Oh, press, well, I don't press want three to go for by this. Press slower. four for this. Press seven for this. But no, but you're <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah. What, what? Wait, stop, stop. Just the process of setting up your voicemail. It's oh, like it gets stressful. I am guilty. I have the generic message. I have. Yeah. <laughs> My message says, "Please text me. Please don't leave me a voicemail." And yeah. I and I'll be honest. Some of you know. You've spoken to me. You've said, "Why do you do that?" Because you're used to voicemail. You grew up with that. I understand. But think about it. I have to go. The person you're leaving a voicemail for, they have to see the red dot, they have to go there, press the button. In some cases, they have to press in their access code. They then have to play the messages one by one, have a pen and paper handy to write down your message and your number, delete the message or save it for however many days it'll keep it, and then I have to get back to you. You could just text me and say, can you do this for me on Thursday? And I can go, no, but I can do Friday, or I can go, yes, glad to, and you'll get an instantaneous reply. Yeah, very good point. Young people, they're going to laugh at you. At, a, at so, a glance. You get it all at a glance. So yeah. it costs more, but just get visual voicemail if you're going to do it. That's what I do. Um, and then I don't know if how it works on Android, but iPhone, yeah. you know, it it deco- or it transcribes the message as best it can. And you can always just hit play on them like they're little recordings on your phone. Yes. If you need to be like, I don't think that's what they said. Let me play back that part. I, yeah. I, I haven't tried that yet, but I get too many of the voicemails telling me I'm going to prison for not paying my taxes. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. just don't. No, yeah. just voicemail is headed right. for the museum yeah. like fax machines. I'll, you can shoot me on the messenger. I'll get this one. I'll, I'll wear this one. But it's true. Yeah. Really, yeah. when you think about the steps involved in voicemail, 
just text the person, and yep. then they'll immediately, presumably, go, yes, no, it, it, There were some whatever. cute things about voicemail, like those people that have the voicemail from their grandparents they are no longer with them and stuff. Like, okay, so and if create you d- voice recordings. Yeah, and I was going to throw that as the tag on this. If you have one of those priceless voicemails, hmm. then reach out to somebody and get them to show you how to download it off your phone onto your computer. It becomes an audio file. And then you can listen to it whenever you want. It will be there forever. So if you have visual voicemail on the iPhone, you get the little do something with button, you call it. Um, and you can just say save to files. Yes. That way. But if it's in, yeah, if it's on. Uh, yeah, but you're paying a fee for visual voicemail. Sure. So it's like being paying a fee to be hit over the head. Just <laughs> ditch, ditch the voice. Let it yeah. go. Yeah. Cue, cue sure. the song from Frozen. You should have had you cue that up. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, we'll take a break for the news. I've got a couple of photo things because Ron does great photos. And a couple of tips for you on how to take pictures that are full frame. And also how to see what you're cutting off from the picture before you take it when we come back in our second hour. Samsung, ad- oh, there you go. Samsung admitting <laughs> defeat on OLED panels. We'll tell you about that. And if your iPhone or iPad battery is draining faster after updating to 16.5, it's not just you, but there's a reason as we go to break with Let It Go. A kingdom of isolation And it looks like I'm the queen The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I tried Don't let them in, don't let them see Be the good girl you always have to be Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is our number two of our Swiftshire Weekend Edition for 2023. Again, if you're just tuning in, special welcome to our visitors here. Come up for the U.S. Memorial Day weekend, whether for the yacht race or for something else. There's so much else going on this weekend. The Selkirk Waterfront Festival, Africa Fest going on across from us in Centennial Square, the Spot Prawn Festival, and myriad of other events. It's great, Ron, to be out back in the season of things going on. It is, it is, and, and I'm worrying about if you have enough masks in your pocket. <laughs> Ron Fraser is Sydney tech enthusiast. He's joined us to help answer your tech questions and solve your issues that are frustrating you. And Brian Pavlicic is here, as always, our tech producer and more. We've been talking a lot in the first hour about the changes. If you missed the first hour, Brian will make a podcast for you that will be available on the podcast platform of your choice talking about the Rogers Shaw changes. One other big change for those of you who are affected, the rest of the people going, what, didn't you do this years ago? No, not necessarily. Apple has announced, and this is item 22 in the show notes, Apple's really old iCloud photo stream service is being shut down, Ron, at the end of July. So if you're still using it, please take the time to switch to iCloud photos so you don't lose anything. It was the precursor to the cloud. Yeah, and to their credit, they kept it for a long, long time, right? Yes, but it was lower quality, Mm -hmm. and it was semi-manual, and it was only a 1,000 photos and only within 30 days. 
So, Brian, people that have stuff stored in there, I've got several texts and emails, people saying, is this a scam? No, this is real. This is happening. You can't upload to PhotoStream after June 25th, but then they will delete everything that's there on July 26th. So we want to make sure they will remain 30 days, but you want to make sure that you don't have anything there. As yeah, wherever you're storing things, whether it's on the cloud or yeah. a hard drive, you have to think about redundancy particularly. Yes. So everything is, you know, especially in the cloud is quite safe generally. Yeah. But it's still okay if it's your photos to keep a copy somewhere. Oh, very much so. You Please really do should. keep them on your device. The yep. cloud is a nice way to connect all your devices. Mm-hmm. So with iCloud, on, and the same with Google Photos on Android, yep. whatever device you sign in on, computer tablet, phone, everything is all there. Delete a photo on one, it's deleted on all the others. Put an album on one, it's put in an album on all the others. Mm -hmm. Before that, on Apple, we had iCloud Photo Stream. And Apple Mm -hmm. says right in their note to you, the photos in your Photo Stream are already stored on at least one of your devices, so as long as you have the device with your originals, you won't lose any photos as part of the process. Where it's going to be a challenge and why we wanted a high list for people is if you no longer have or use, for example, the Mac where you have the originals and you're using iCloud Photo Stream, the images that are stored there, which will now go to your iCloud, will be lower quality. So I think one thing I think that's maybe a little confusing is it looks like they... When I look on Apple's website, they differentiate. They say iCloud Photos and My Photo Stream. That's the name not of My of, Photo my, Stream. Not quite part of iCloud. But right. if you did, if they're still in your library and you also have iCloud, the originals have now been uploaded to iCloud. It would. Only, I mean, it could be that if you're using both, yes. Yeah. So that's. I mean, the safest thing would be to just make sure you turn on iCloud on all your devices and they're syncing, and then you would catch anything. Yes. Yeah. Um, and which you should be doing anyway because it's amazing. Yeah. And the reason was that my photo stream was kind of handy, and it was 30 days and 1,000 photos, and you, you knew how it worked. Yep. And then this newfangled iCloud thing came along 10 years ago. <laughs> and so, literally. So, that's why. So, yeah, I know you don't like change, but this one is a huge improvement. It's all automatic for you. Um, and I guess I didn't no- notice one thing. My photo stream isn't actually part of iCloud storage. So you could have had that all there and it didn't count towards... That was the reason why. Yeah. So some people were being frugal and saying, I don't want to pay the $1.29 a month to get 50 gigabytes of storage. I'll stay on my five gigs free. Yep. Coming back to bite you now. So, yeah. So I, I, had, a, I had a question the other day and I was like, I a bit uh, astounded. Somebody came, somebody said, you know, I have iCloud and I've maxed out my two terabytes with photos and videos. Wow. What can I buy? And they, they said, like, you can't just buy another two terabytes, even though it's getting yeah. prohibitively expensive at that point. I mean, other than managing your own backup library on a, on a NAS or something, but then you don't have the connectivity of iCloud. Yeah. I mean, I would go through and clean. I can't, I don't know. Move them all off into an external drive. Two terabytes, Ron, that's 2,000 gigabytes. That's 2 million megabytes. I'm honored yeah. that you've yeah. shot so much stuff. It's a lot of photos. Yeah, Even though it could be all raw, in which case it wouldn't be that many photos. Huh? Yeah, so yeah. if it was yeah. all raw, raw, for those of you who don't know, raw is the largest file size. It's the raw photo. It's like you bringing in the raw tree before we turn it into furniture. Yeah. Yeah, if I shoot a raw photo with my DSLR, it'll be anywhere from 15 megs to 38. 
depending right. on how I shoot it. It's Whereas just collecting the so much extra info. It's, it's huge. like taking yeah. the photo at this stop, at this stop, at this stop, at this stop. And so in, rather than the to typical range from highlights to lowlights that you would have, it's expanded because it's done exposures on either ends. Yes. On top of other aspects that make it just the perfect thing for editing because you have so much info. Yeah. But it's gigantic. So yeah. if it's just birthday party pics... You don't need to be shooting But even raw. if you did keep those RAWs, dump the RAWs off onto an external drive and keep yep. the version that you decided once you cropped it and touched it up or did whatever or nothing to. Keep those ones, and mm. but get the RAW ones off there so you can still go back and make changes later, mm-hmm. but then they're not filling up because two terabytes is... Yeah, you're maxed out on Apple there. Can you just... I'm looking. Can you just say, go through my iPhone, my iCloud library and re- convert all RAW? Can you can you do a batch process? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna search okay. that. Okay. Okay. Brian has homework. Okay. In the meantime, was well, something we talked about last hour, why we have in the past and continue to urge you to not buy an HP printer. Ron, <laughs> this is something that stores like your former employer, London Drugs, have started putting up signs. <clears throat> um, they've settled Warning. out of court in several countries, but they didn't change the process. They just made the wording bigger. And people don't understand it. In order to set up an HP printer, and in order to keep using it, you have to connect it to the internet and keep it connected. It uses what's called dynamic security to communicate with HP servers and get updates and make sure you're not using somebody else's ink and tell them how much you're printing. Unfortunately, the latest firmware update is killing some HP printers. They are turned into nice bricks. Yeah. There's a, I put a text in, item 14 in the show notes. Your staff at the call center are lovely to deal with HP support, but they are hamstrung with no workaround or no new driver to send out to deal with error code 83C000B on my HP 9020E. Many around the globe are waiting for this printer to be, res- this problem to be resolved. We don't have working printers. Glowering face icon. This couldn't be worse because when you update the firmware on any device, if it does what this has done, or if it stops partway through, there's no more way to communicate with that device. That's right. So it's not like you can take it back in time, or it's not like you can put a new firmware in to fix the problem. It's now a brick sitting it, on it your is. desk. They're hoping to try and find a way via USB drive that plugs directly into it yeah. to fix the printers, but that's not even a for sure. No. So Depending what you on would, how the printer is bricked. They've done this in the past with devices that have been bricked. What you do, and it, like if the power goes out during an update on your printer, yeah. then it's bricked. Then you can go and download the special software onto a USB stick on your computer, take the USB stick, put it into the USB jack that most printers have, and then they walk you through the complicated 15 steps to bring your printer back to life. This would all be avoided, Brian, if they just wouldn't use this dynamic security. (laughs) I mean, in stores, people take back printers because they say, no, this is going to the cabin. I'm going to print. I'm writing my book. I'm going to print the drafts there. There is no internet. That's why I go to the cabin. Why can't I set it up? I plugged it into my computer. It won't set up because you have to connect it to the internet so it can talk to the mothership. Well, and this ties into what HP had offered, the instant ink Uh, thing that they offered, which is a nightmare, you know, as a retailer. Like, we hated that. I know basically needed them to be connected all the time too so they could count the pages you printed and send you ink the idea was interesting yes in in practice it was horrendous yeah. well they looked at microsoft and adobe and everyone that's trying to get extra money by putting everyone on these subscription plans or tesla you pay the subscription so that you can keep using the features that your car already has yeah they were like how can we get in on this money 
well, let's let's put people's printers on subscription plans. Uh, <sighs> it's just uh, HP has been a nightmare. On top of yeah. HP Smart is the biggest oxymoron out there. <laughs> <laughs> like it is the worst. Every anytime you have a massive printer headache, it's yeah. HP Smart. I have I've met the engineers. I've met. There's one fellow that used to visit the store often. Mm-hmm. who was like one of their head engineers for printers from HP in Ontario. Yeah. Brilliant guy. A- amazing to talk to about how this works, mm-hmm. why this happens. Uh-huh. But these people don't connect well with the customer. If a okay. customer, if you walked up to a customer, he, no, we're not making it that way. Yeah. The customer <laughs> said, well, I want it that way. He goes, well, no, that's no good. Well, yes, it is. You're the and customer. And that's why we recommend you buy an Epson. That's <laughs> exactly. literally why exactly. you're shooting yeah. your brand in the foot. So, yeah. Yeah. soapbox away. But if, oh, you were mentioning <laughs> Tesla, by the way. Good news. Yeah, yeah. By early next year... All of Tesla's 12,000 supercharger stations across Canada and the U.S. will also be able to charge electric vehicles made by Ford. This came out of the blue. No one saw this coming. Yep. They're arch competitors. Tesla's the new kid on the block. The Ford GMs yep. and Chryslers hate them with a passion, but they looked at the writing on the wall. Ford says Mustang, Mach-E, F-150, Lightning, and E-Transit customers will be able to use the Tesla superchargers via an adapter and a software integration that they'll get. All 2025 Ford EVs going forward will come with the standardized NACS plug, which the superchargers will accept. So how much do you think Ford paid Tesla for this, or which way did that go? Because, like, No one's saying. I'm surprised. I mean, this is like the USB-C thing in, yeah. the, in the EU. Like, I'm, The government at some point was going to come in and say, you guys can't keep doing this. And I'm guessing that the government was going to do that now as electric vehicles, because it's really frustrating to be low on power on your electric vehicle. There's a charging station. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I can't use that? For Tesla. Um, yeah. You don't have a Tesla? <laughs> yeah, so g- credits to both of them. Don't know how or why that came about, but that's yeah. some positive news. Cool. There we go. Okay, quick break. When we come back, an amazing medical breakthrough. Researchers have developed a wireless digital bridge that allows paralyzed people to walk. 20 after the hour on Tech Talk for Swifter Weekend with Alan, Ron, and Brian. If you are paralyzed or know somebody who is, this is one of those not 27 years off in the future, maybe. This is one of those moments that you can remember. Item number 26 in the show notes. If you've never been to the notes before, show notes, no spaces, S-H-O-W-N-O-T-E-S dot C-A, typed into the address bar of your browser. We'll take you to our notes. Scroll down to 26, an amazing medical tech breakthrough. Researchers have developed what they call a wireless digital bridge. They implant a chip into your brain. They implant another chip into your spinal cord. You wear a little device on you that allows the chips to talk to each other. And it's helped a 40-year-old man who was paralyzed in a bike crash walk, stand, and even climb stairs. The video is in there. You'll see that it's a real thing. That's, that's what technology is all about. I was just... And it shows you the graphic of how it works. And you'll see the fellow out there walking with the, with the help of, of a walker. That was something. Christopher Reeve, who played Superman, who was paralyzed in a horse when he was thrown off a horse and then spent the rest of his years advocating for technology and for research into helping people and never lived to to see it like that. His son posted out that my dad would be so proud about this. And one of the researchers tweeted back and said, yeah, your dad was responsible for this in part because he pushed for this. Isn't that amazing? 
Wow. I was just watching the uh, the bits clips the clips there that we're yeah. talking about before. They had the um, the link that you could put into your brain. They would have like they could figure out the algorithm and the impulses they had to send to make people walk robotically so they could at least ha- you know have that back. Yeah. But now actually having it wired to your brain and trained so that you're in control is just next yeah. level. This is one of those moments in technological advancement in medical breakthrough. So much work. So many people behind the scenes, Ron, have gone into getting... And this is just the first. It's like the, you know, first tube of toothpaste. I always remember Mr. Colgate saying, first tube of toothpaste is a million dollars, the rest are forty-nine. This is that same thing. Refine it, you know. Make it so it, it can be afforded by the large number of peoples that unfortunately, through whatever circumstance, end up paralyzed. Well, yeah. some of the best uses of technology are in healthcare field. And it's, mm-hmm. it's great to see some of the things we'd seen at CES. Yeah. Just oh. incrementally, you know, every year we'd go back and incrementally, it's, yeah. it's oh, this is better now. They fixed this. They've done that. But this see is the, the start. Thing. This is, we, now we'll get the increments. We have to get the invention first. There's so many researchers mm-hmm. on this that it's going to happen. Yeah. There's no doubt. One other one that I think that you'll get a kick out of, video number 41 is by the Vivid History team who've unleashed their artificial intelligence-powered restoration and colorization software on jerky black-and-white film footage of a 1940s variety show. It features, among other things, the three Winter Sisters doing dancing gymnastics, two guys in a horse costume, Reg Kehoe and his marimba queens, and the Glenn Miller Modern Airs. You have to see the video that goes with this. And when the camera zooms in on their faces, it's pretty amazing. They've actually left a little bit of artifacts in there because people, Brian, would otherwise not believe this was the 1940s black and white. Right, they look, they're still making it look like a dirty film. Like you yeah. can see the little spots and the speckle. Yeah. I think some of the first colorized things I'd seen were from TCM, from Turner Classic Movies. Yes. And... It took them forever. They talked about the money it cost and how long because they did every frame manually. And now with AI, it runs through once they get the process set up and they go through. I just thought it was really fun. What is the wobble? It looks like like the breathing from an autofocus or something. Yeah. Could you see it when it was zoomed in there? Like this, like the the, the waviness over it. Oh, I see that, yeah. Yeah. Because it's literally, because they've had to smooth out the frame rate because it was so jerky back then. Yeah, because oh, so the physical just... shutters on the film as it went through were not smooth. They didn't have Teflon and the parts that we use now to make film smooth. Oh, I see what you're uh, saying uh, in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. if you look at the yeah. square door frame, look how much it wobbles. Yeah, it looks like there's that's, an earthquake going on in the background. That's yeah. like it interpolating and filling in those exactly. gaps when yeah. there were such large gaps. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's amazing. So you'll find that again. Scroll down. That is item number forty-one in the show notes. Something much more uplifting here. I literally got sweaty palms watching this one here. Video number 43 is a life-altering video from the Yes Theory crew that started off here in Canada. They helped Stefan, the newest member of their team, overcome his intense fear of heights. So anybody that's got a mild or intense fear of heights, (laughs) this could change your life because they not only arranged for him to overcome his fear of heights, the way they did it, they helped him set a new world record for the longest and highest tandem wingsuit flight from 19,000 feet over the Swiss Alps. 
giving a little spoiler alert, he did throw up at the thought of this, had to sit there and vibrate in the field a little bit, but they'd flown him to Switzerland under the guise of meeting Nicolas Cage and all this, so there's a great line uh, that he says in it that they taught him. They says, if you want to fly like an eagle, don't surround yourself with turkeys. Yeah. And so he sort of processed this and said, it's always his life had always been limited by his fear of heights and so many yeah. things so he almost backed out the video shows you how he found the will to do it yeah. and how it changed his life i've been running away from this fear my whole life but it was like my best experience ever on the other side now i'm feeling like the most like blissful moment like i've ever felt like and i feel so free and up in here i promised myself to be me to, for others to be them and used to fly free get freely can't speak anymore free <laughs> to fly free like an eagle there you go can, uh, can someone used to hold my like used to hold that <laughs> this is a very powerful profound video everything yes video does um their whole motto is seek discomfort push your boundaries become what you want so so i get exposure therapy but like this like that i think that's a progression usually like you just they're like let me <laughs> yes. throw you out of a plane yes. and yeah. now you won't be afraid of skyscrapers like yeah did it work yeah <laughs> it did watch the whole video it's yeah. really profound you you'll find it really really moving all of their videos are that it's a that was a really uh really good video and i suspect lots of other people now even if just one person out there goes and tries one of these there's a lady here in victoria and hopefully you'll get to meet her in the coming weeks. Mm. Her name is Betty. She's turning 80. Mm -hmm. And she's been married three, maybe four times. Betty, I'm sorry, you told me, I don't remember, but never really had the proper big wedding. So she mm -hmm. wants to jump out of a plane <laughs> for her 80th birthday wearing a wedding dress. Whoa. We're going to help her make it happen. We're oh. working behind the scenes to do this. She <sighs> wants to do this. She got COVID and she got long COVID, and it's really oh, taken yeah. a toll on her. Yeah. She's done an amazing job. The people in Vancouver at the Long COVID Center have been helping her. So she wants to do this as a fundraiser and also to mark turning 80 and to let go of a lot of stuff in her, in her path. So huh. I'm going to oh. show her this video. Yeah. She's already decided she's going to do it. She's Yeah, she's not big on heights, but she's already decided she's going to do this. So she's beyond the first step. It's got to be a but. choice wedding dress because I can imagine that thing just inverting <laughs> and you being trapped in this like... We're working on finding skydiving people that are help make this happen. So stay tuned. Uh, That's going to happen wow. hopefully at the end wow. of the summer. Anyway, thank you to everybody. That, I got about nine of you, I think, sent me that, that video from, from Yes Theory in there. Okay, um, when we come back after the break, we've got some more questions to, to answer here. Um, Bruce texted, by the way. I see a few comments on the HP printer to unplug it, wait, plug it back in, go to settings and do a factory reset. That has worked for some. Wow. I'm amazed at that. With a firmware update? Ooh. That normally, I don't think that's going to help on this issue, this right. particular one, but it, that is one of the things we can do if oh, the power sure. goes off during an update. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, yeah, Bruce, possibly, thank you. Yeah. That yeah. is that one. Yeah come back with more. We'd love to help you out on Saturday morning while we're live. 250-386-1161 uh, on a home phone. Star 1070 on a mobile phone anywhere in Canada or 1070-10 by text. 107010. If you do text, please include your first name in there somewhere. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Ron Fraser and Brian Pavlicic on our Swiftsure weekends, U.S. Memorial Day weekend here. Okay, a text from Al. I sold a generator this morning and received an e-transfer for payment. 
The money is in my account. Is this a secure way to transfer money? Thanks. That's a really good question. So couple devils in the details, Ron. Yeah, it, it is, but you should really try and use a mobile phone number to initiate the transfer rather than just an email address. They do allow you to use both if you want, but we recommend you try and use the phone number only. The reason for that is if your email somehow gets intercepted, then the interceptor could the deposit the money into their account. Right. It helps it's, if you have auto-deposit on that email. That's the other though. thing. Most, not all, institutions uh, do allow you to turn on auto-deposit, so all you get is a text from your bank mm -hmm. saying an, an e-transfer of $4,722 has been well, accepted and is in your account. I, don't, yeah. I can't e-transfer that amount. I think I'm capped Well, okay, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and again, so if e-transfers are going to be a big part of your life for whatever reason, check with your institution and find out what the cap is. Mm -hmm. Find out if you can do auto-deposit. And if not, and if you're not happy with the cap, like I know a friend who's a carpenter, he switched, uh, unfortunately, from a credit union, because, well, unfortunately because yeah. yeah. he's a big supporter of credit unions, but his yeah. credit union would not do what he needed. So he switched sure. over to a bank because he says, that's how everyone's paying me. Yep. And carpentry jobs, yep. six, $7,000, half up front, half when it's done. Ka-ching. So, yeah, so check to see what it is and tell them before you leave, say, hey, this is important to me. Are you going to let me have a higher cap or are you going to let me have auto deposit or do I walk across the street to that bank over there? Yeah. And that's how you change Auto deposit is really important too because let's say you're not aware that your email's been hacked. Yes. If you have auto deposit, as soon as that email goes through the system, the money's in and it's finished. Yes. Even if someone is watching that email pop yeah. up on their machine and they've yeah. hacked into yours, yeah. they don't have time now, to access it. Now, I'll ask one good question though, and there is one catch with auto deposits or with e transfers, auto deposit or otherwise. The person that transferred you the money to pay for the generator, mm -hmm. if they were unscrupulous, they could go to their bank and ask to reverse the transaction. Depending on the bank, Really? There, there is a time they, frame. They can do that? There, for yes. some, there's a time but frame. But then you some. can come to the bank and say, hey, 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 you've been scammed. And but then you're into that. Sure, sure. But the, I think in the yeah. end, you have the... Uh, the, the onus the, is The system on. is there for you yes. to get it back, but it's a pain. So where this has been a scam is people say, hey, I'm in Prince George. I want to buy your generator. Um, I'm going to send you an e-transfer. And once you get it, text me, and I'll have a friend come and pick up this. This one actually happened with a client of mine with a boat. Oh, no. So, and all fine. And then they went and reversed the transaction, mm -hmm. saying they'd sent it to the wrong person by mistake. They hadn't. Mm -hmm. And then they closed their account. Oh. So he I was on the hook for six grand. Ooh. Really? The bank didn't? Well, because the account had been closed. The account yeah, on the other the, end had been on, closed. That's on the bank, isn't it? No, they reversed the transaction, and so then it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the bank should easily just hand over that person's so, info to the police at that point. Yeah, and so I actually talked to a retired police officer friend, and he says if it's a transaction of that size, normally if it's a vehicle, then you've got to do transfer paperwork anyway. Right, right. Yeah. But if it's a transaction of any value, make sure you take a picture of photo ID of the buyer or the seller, whichever way it's going. So yeah. at least you've got an additional clue. And if yep. they won't let you do that, that's eh, a warning sign. Yeah. I mean, if they're not actually coming, then how do you get the picture? You, I mean, you get the photo idea of the person that's picking it up and 
yes, the person that's picking that's it the up. Best you can do, because yeah. then the local police can go track them and down and they might say well I was doing it as a favor for a buddy who paid me 20 bucks in Prince George okay how did he communicate with the buddy and they mm-hmm. will they have a lot of bigger fish to fry out there in terms of crimes but yeah. it's becoming a big deal so yeah, yeah we just want to minimize the stress for you and have this all work but stay away from big transfers too I would say you know it's mm-hmm. great $100 $200 you're buying something out of you know yeah. that's great a service but when you get into five six thousand dollars there's really the encouragement there for thieves to try and get yeah. involved right. in those. the incentive is greater for you yeah. could ask for a bank yeah. draft yeah of course yeah yeah even that is is getting scary actually. yeah and then take that to the bank and ask them to process it now yeah. and yeah. say listen i'm suspicious can you call the bank on the other end and confirm that this bank draft is still valid so it doesn't clear like a check I guess at that point, yeah. then just get, if they're going to the bank to get that, just make them take the cash out. Yeah, but you don't want people to be carrying $6,000 cash anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> we were talking about um, the fact that voicemails will be deleted here. Mm. And we got a, a text, and I know stuff changes from Bruce, who points out that they have a Panasonic older home phone that has a built in voicemail system on it, and that works for them. That's good. The little voicemail systems on the answering machine at home are hard to retrieve sometimes when you're traveling. But there's another reason, Ron, why you should be... Just something you need to be aware of about using an answering machine. Right. When you use an answering machine, if you start getting scam calls, they really they get paid, actually, when they get a pickup. And an answering machine is considered a pickup. So they know they have a line that's in use. They know they have a live photo number. Yeah. Because remember, the computer's just randomly dialing 382 Oh, it's 382-002. We got a pickup. Yeah. And once they get a pickup, you were going to be on the list. You're going to get a lot more of those calls. Now, the CRTC, Canada's Communications Regulator, required the carriers to implement technology to block spam calls, but that's on mobile phones only. The companies, TELUS, Bell, Shaw, went back, Rogers, and said, hey, home phones aren't going to be around much longer. This is really expensive. We spent upwards of $25 million each on stir shaken for mobile phones please exempt us from having to do that on home phones because they're on their way out and the crtc said okay now i heard an Mm -hmm. interesting piece from someone from the crtc that said stir shaken is being um run around by some unscrupulous operators already already so they've already found a way around some of it to get to your phone yeah cat and mouse so that's why on a mobile phone you probably saw for the longest time there were virtually no scam calls and starting when this implemented last fall and now we're starting to get a few again so cat and mouse and okay it's a win we'll win which is you know one more there so it it's it's a process in there Uh, And back to one other thing. We were talking in our first hour. This is important for those of you that are on Shaw Mobile. If you missed our first segment off the top of the show, please encourage you to go back and listen to it, or at the very least, check the show notes, item number 11A through L. (laughs) Some very important details there. The good news is Rogers is confirming five years of price protection. But there was a text here, and this may help some of you else in here as well. And this was a person, this is Kathy. She says, I have the no data plan, but I purchased data by the gig as needed, not monthly. Will that still be available if I switch to Rogers? Happy to report. Item 11C, Kathy, when you switch to Rogers, they will give you no charge, one gig per month for up to five years. And if you need an extra gig, 
that will be the 10 bucks you were paying before. Only if you need an extra gig. If you're within your gig, you'll be good. It is important that you that you make sure of how much you're using so you'll know when you get the extra charge there. But that's a great user on. That's a really yeah, good... Yeah, there's a benefit for you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's smooth and seamless. So, yes, so that one is in there. Okay, we'd love to help you on Saturday morning. I know many of you are going to be listening um, later on in the weekend or on the podcast because there's so many other events going on. But if you are listening to us live, here's your chance to get right through. Promise we'll get your question answered right away. 250 Three eight six one one six one on a home phone, star ten seventy on a mobile phone, ten seventy ten by text. Welcome back to Tech Talk. A couple more useful tech. Well, I'm sorry, I don't mean that way. You're all your techs are all useful. Some of them, the answers are more useful to more of you than others. Uh, regarding voicemails, if I am on holidays and have not listened to a voicemail, will it be deleted before I hear it? Yes, that's an important change. Okay, the voicemails, not only the ones that you've saved, you can only save for 3, 10, or 25 days, depending on your plan, but the ones you haven't listened to, they will be deleted and replaced with newer ones, or they'll just be deleted, period, depending on your capacity. So if voicemail is important to you, as we say in the show notes, item number 13, Ron, check with your carrier. I can see a lot of people finding this out by surprise. Yeah, because you've got the voicemail from the tenant and you're in Spain and you come back and they say, well, I told you I was moving out. Yeah. What? Or ones people have been saving for a long time. Yeah. You know, someone who's passed away or whatever. Or something from the insurance. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking two types here. Messages that you've listened to and then want to keep. Messages you've not yet listened to. Okay. The number varies from carrier to carrier. Yep. But it's somewhere between three and 25 days. Most of them are in the 10-day to 14-day window. Star 611 and talk to somebody from your carrier if if that's an important one for you. Microsoft has released another hefty feature update to Windows 11, by the way. This latest one is called Moment 3, and it brings several commonly requested tweaks and new features. It will be installed automatically for you. But you then you go, wait, that wasn't there before. Wait, where did that go? So please, if you're running Windows 11, it's worth checking out the list of new features and changes in item number 16. Or if you can just do a Bing or Google search for Windows 11 moment, the number three, and you will find that. One other one here, and we're going to, this Ron, because Ron is a photo guy. If you want to take pictures that are full frame, matching the 16 by 9 aspect ratio of your phone, TV, and computer screen, you can do that. It still boggles my mind why in this day and age, when you buy a smartphone, by default, Ron, it's not set for full frame, even though everything else in your life is full frame. It's set for 4 by 3. I, it has to have something to do with the sensor. Yeah. Because the size of the image sensor would dictate how well it records something like that. Yeah, but the sensors are being made for your phone. It's not like we're getting 10-year-old sensors. They're no, brand new. No, it's true. It's true. So why don't you make... Anyway. They may be making them in a 3 to 4 format. Yeah. Through by four well, you, so you, you just mean the aspect ratio, not necessarily full frame of the sensor. Exactly, yeah. yeah. The, the, um, the sensors are not full frame. The sensor's aspect ratio is 4-3. Right. And then you can crop to full frame. 
But that makes that smaller on the yeah, sensor. Yeah, so then, why so don't you make yeah. it so that yeah. the sensor is full frame, and then we'll crop to 4 by 3 That's the next model. I'm not sure. <laughs> but this has been going on yeah. for years. Anyway, yeah. soapbox yeah. away. There has to be a reason to upgrade. If you, on an iPhone, if you want to change the aspect ratio of your phone so it'll match your TV and computer screen, you go to Settings, scroll down to Camera, then go to Preserve Settings, and turn on the creative controls toggle. This is listed in item 18 in the notes. Then you open up your camera app, tap on the up arrow at the top of the screen, and change the 4 by 3 aspect ratio at the bottom to 16.9. It will then stay that way unless you change it. And Ron, on an Android phone, to do yeah. the same thing? Yeah, also you go into camera settings. And so this is within the camera app itself. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. And then there's one that says settings to keep. And in there, you can set the last mode used. Like if you were using video, it'll come yep. back to video. Photos, it will keep zoom level if you had a higher zoom level set. Resolution, yep. uh, it'll automatically keep higher resolutions if you've chosen those. And you'll find a switch for aspect ratio. Yes. Yay. Yep. Now, on the other hand, uh, we always like to give you options because whatever you choose is correct as long as you made a choice. If you want 4x3 aspect ratio for shooting pics for social media on an iPhone only, not yet on Android, you can turn on a hidden toggle to see what's outside the frame that you might be about to cut off and if you'd known that that tree was there, you might go, oh, I'll step back. Right. So that's another hidden setting I didn't know existed until somebody asked me and I went hunting. You go to settings on an iPhone scroll down to and tap on the camera setting, scroll down and turn on view outside the frame. I think Instagram should jump into the century and offer that framing for their program. Yeah, yeah. because Instagram uses a framing that's unique. It's not 4 by 3 it's 5 by 4 Yep. And there is no setting that I found on Android or on iPhone for 5 4 no. So whatever you do, you're going to have... It gives you the ability to pinch and zoom. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. So I, <laughs> yep. I had to look it up here because I'm like, this isn't right. Full frame is technically that the image sensor is the size of a 35 mil piece of film. So there's no way that it's a, a cell phone is actually right. full frame. We're, right. we're talking about it's using the full aspect ratio or a non-cropped aspect ratio. But Why full is the frame sensor still the else. size of 35 mil film? That's what full frame means. Oh. is that the sensor is that size. But why is it that size? We haven't used 35... Well, apologies well, DS, to those DSLRs of you that still do. Such, when you say if it's a full-frame sensor, yeah. it means that it's actually that full size because you would have you could have crop sensors that are much smaller. Um, and I forget a way the, the light yeah. refracts, refracts through the lens. To right. have a larger Im image sensor, it, you create and, a... And it's, it's in terms of old uh, photography, manual photography with film and paper, yeah. it was... 4x6, 8x12, exactly. and, yeah. and onward, and that was, would yeah. give you a complete... and that made perfect sense yes. at that time. What I'm saying is, in this day and age, yes. where yeah. nobody, um, sorry, apologies yeah. to those that do, almost nobody uses those ratios, Right. why don't you make the sensor a different aspect ratio to suit what we do today? Yeah, I wonder if it's because it's it's more round, rather than if you do an elongated yeah. one for like a 16 by exactly. 9 frame. Yeah, because um, lenses are round, not oval. Okay, if we go back well. to CES, Ron, we will go <laughs> We will go to Nikon and Canon, and we will seek out the, the where, experts. Where are you guys going? What's happening <laughs> here? Find out what's going there. One thing I will add, though, is this C outside the frame mm -hmm. setting that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it is a disaster. You always think like, 
you just don't, your brain doesn't process what is outside the frame, what's not when you're taking a picture. The number of times I've like cut off the top of someone's head or I thought I took a picture of someone, something, a detail, and it was not in the frame. Oh, but wow. because I saw it in the preview, I thought I was capturing it in the frame. I thought the transparency difference was so great between the what you're seeing and what's what's faded that, okay. Yeah, no, I, we kept on, June and I were playing with it and we both turned it off because okay. we kept on taking pictures and we thought, oh no, yeah. we got everyone in the shot. Yeah. Oh no, those people were actually outside the frame. Oh, but okay. because you can see them through the phone, you think you're capturing them. Okay. Oh, interesting. It's, so it's weird. It's, yeah. I found it super deceptive. <laughs> Not ready for prime time yet. Yeah. Back with our final segment after this. A couple other key bits and pieces here. If you have an iPhone or an iPad and have noticed that the battery is draining faster, after updating to iOS 16.5 or iPadOS 16.5. Brian, you've probably had a couple calls from people saying, great, you told me to do the update, and I did. (laughs) It's not just you, but there is a good reason is. What's happening is, as part of the update, and I link this in the show notes if you want to read this or show it to somebody else that won't believe you, it's item number 20 in the show notes, and this is a story from, from Tech Radar. What, what's happening is that when Apple or Google or anybody pushes out a major OS update, Ron, the phones often need to re-index their data and recalibrate their battery settings. So it's testing mm-hmm. all the apps basically with the new operating system and the battery gets more drained because of that. Yes, and it's re-memorizing all your photos and documents and songs and videos. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. re-indexing the data. Okay, yep. Once that's done... That should only take just a few days. Hmm. Plus, also, because there's a new operating system that has new features, potentially, or new capabilities, you can get newer versions of your apps. So it goes to the App Store, Google Play Store, and downloads all the new versions of the apps and installs them. Mm -hmm. That process also takes a lot of battery power. And then, before you know it, everything's good. Okay. And until the next update comes out, we're good. So, so it should fix itself within a few in days. In other words, that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the TDLR version. It will fix itself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, within a few days there. Uh, one other one I thought I would just mention to you in passing, because this is so true of so many things. Neva, N-E-E-V-A, the promising would-be Google competitor, is shutting down its search engine. Neva's creators, who included the fellow that used to run Google's ad business, so it had a lot of promise, say they've sadly to come to realize that it is one thing to build a better search engine, which they did, but an entirely different thing, Ron, to convince people of their need to switch. Sure, there have been a lot of them over the years, and people stay with what they use and what gives them the results they want. And what they know. Yeah, you could tell them the other one's better, it's safer, and all the rest of it. It's very hard to change people. We do not like change. No. There you go. So I just put that one in there. We, I've got a couple people that had asked because their kids were going to buy something for Mother's Day and on Father's Day, which should I get, the new Google Pixel tablet or an iPad? Mm. It's a subjective thing, but happy to report, item 21, Apple Insider posted an excellent comparison article, which gives you the specs and their view and lets you decide for itself. The Google Pixel is a lot more expensive, um, but it also comes with a docking stand. It compares the specs and lets you go through for yourself. Samsung is admitting defeat and has hired, I can't believe we're saying this, has hired its arch competitor, LG, to build OLED panels for its top-of-the-line 2024 TVs, Ron. 
I can't imagine how this happened. This is Coke asking Pepsi to make the new yep. soft drink for them. Yep. The reason Samsung is abandoning its QLED technology, which was cheaper than OLED but not as good, so it was better than LED. The reason is OLED prices have dropped so much that many people are now willing to pay extra to get an OLED, so QLED and so Samsung doesn't have any OLED factories, so they said, LG, I know you're our competitor. Would you make them for us? Wow. I mean, QLED was pretty good, yeah. but it's. I'm kind of glad that they're all just yeah. switching to OLED now. We got to go. I hear that music. That music is actually um, Jared Halley using just his voice to suburbly recreate Bobby McFerrin's global hit, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Good for this weekend as we head off into break. You'll find that video number 42. Ron, thanks as always for joining us. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, my pleasure. Always interesting. Brian, thanks for doing everything you do behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your, I was going to say, long weekend for Americans. Weekend, swifter weekend for us. And so it goes. 